Welcome to the Savvy Spending Podcast, where we talk about tips and tricks for building healthier financial habits. I'm your host, Tiara Jackson, and on today's episode, we're talking about all things crypto. I sat down to interview a friend of mine named Tony who knows a lot about cryptocurrency. So whether you're a beginner or have a little bit of experience, I think that you'll get something out of this episode. Now, before we get started, I like to give a disclaimer that I am not a finance professional. Um, all information shared on the Savvy Spending Podcast is for informational purposes only and are based on my personal experiences. So nothing discussed on this podcast constitutes as professional or financial advice. To seek such advice, you should consult a legal, tax, investment, or financial professional. And with that, let's get into the show. Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for joining us on the Savvy Spending Podcast. Super excited to talk to you about all things crypto tonight. Um, you know, crypto is such a hot topic right now. So I know a lot of people are going to be really excited to listen in to all the goodness that you have to share with us. So I guess so just to get started, can you just give us an introduction? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into crypto. Well, I appreciate you having me on the podcast tonight. I'm always excited to spread the good gospel of crypto to people. Um, it's just something that's a, an emergent technology, and it's also a, a form of wealth transfer that I think everybody should at least spend a little bit of time and see the uh, value in it potentially. Um, but a little bit about me, I have a educational background in um, technology and finance. Um, I worked for a good while in the uh, fintech sector, uh, working um, in the banking industry. And then following that, I left my job to run my own business. And now I work as an entrepreneur doing a few different things. Um, a lot of that being crypto. That is awesome. Very impressive background you have. <laughs> so, And um, uh, I remember you also asked, not to cut you off, you asked how I got into crypto. Yeah. And uh and it's actually kind of similar to everybody else. You know, you heard about Bitcoin 10 years ago and somebody was telling you and you kind of blew them off. And then you saw it go up in price and you did the same thing again three years later. And then finally you say, hey, I'm going to do this thing. And then you stick with it. And, and then you're in crypto, as they call it. Yeah, no, that's super cool. It's also inspiring to hear that <laughs> that you like did it and stuck with it. Because I think a lot of people are still on that yo-yo train where they're like, they buy it and then it drops and they get scared and they pull out and then they buy it when it goes up. And then, you know, it's that cycle. So hopefully you can tell us how to avoid that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, just uh, to give a disclaimer, I'm not a certified uh, financial advisor. Um, I do like to just give my opinion. Uh, my opinion, a lot of the times does work out very good, but at the end of the day, it is my opinion and you can take it uh, for what it is. Yes. Thank you for that disclaimer. We definitely uh, want to be mindful of the advice that we're giving out, but I know that you've had some great success in crypto. So I think that you'll be able to drop us with some gems. So I have some, you know, real just basic questions about like, what even is crypto? <laughs> like what, I mean, you know, we've all kind of heard about it a lot of heard a lot about like the Bitcoins, Ethereum's or Dogecoin. But what exactly is cryptocurrency? Well, I think cryptocurrency got its name from the underlying technology that uh, the distributed ledger is built on. Um, you may be familiar with the term cryptography and you can look at um, cryptography as security. 
um, within the, uh, the data space. So cryptography is used to secure data or, or, um, or data pipelines so that you have a, a secure transmission, a secure way of transmitting things. It's like when you log into your bank, you see the little lock in the browser and it says HTTPS. That's in a form of encryption, SSL secure socket layer. So the blockchain was more or less a revolutionary technology where it provided a way to transmit data in a secure way, but also one that was fully transparent. And that's called the chain. Once it goes on the blockchain, it's on the blockchain, just like the internet. Um, it's there forever, but it's there for everybody to see. And there's a lot of great benefits that comes with this, with the distributed ledger versus a centralized ledger, uh, because that just opens up the possibilities um, for data manipulation and abstraction or efficiency. Uh, you don't have the barriers. You know, in crypto, I could send you an Ethereum and you'll have it in less than, you know, five or 10 minutes, depending on the network. If I wanted to send you a bank to bank transfer, it'll take a few days. Right. And okay. that's because those are centralized ledgers. Your bank has to talk to my bank. They have to trade records. In crypto, if I give you my wallet address, you can instantly send it and there's nobody who has to approve it. Interesting. Okay. And that, I guess, is why it's been, I guess, challenging for our government to kind of figure out how to like tax crypto and like track it and things like that, because it's sounds pretty technical. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, it is. But at the same time, the, the fact that everything is on chain and there's a record for everything, it actually makes it easier to tax it. Um, the hard part just comes in the regulation on how, how, how do they want to tax it? Uh, because traditionally crypto gains are treated as a capital gains, just like your, your stock market investments would be. And uh, within that, you, you, you know how crypto is. Let's say you, you buy some Ethereum, but it takes Ethereum to purchase another token. So you have to technically sell your Ethereum to buy that token. And with the current regulation, that's considered a taxable event. And those are some of the frameworks that don't quite align with how the technology is being used. So that's kind of what's taking so long on things. It's a lot to digest. Um, so I'm, I'm as curious and, and wide-eyed waiting on clarity as everyone else. Okay. Um, so I heard you use the term token when we were talking about like cryptocurrencies. So can you kind of explain the difference? Because I've also like coins, like what is the difference? Are these all um, able to be used interchangeably or is there distinct differences between tokens, coins, and like cryptocurrencies? So you can more or less use the term token and coin um, interchangeably. When it comes to cryptocurrency, I think that's would take a bit more scrutiny because not all tokens or coins are considered currencies. It's a, a big thing uh, going on within the in the uh, SEC right now. You may have heard of Ripple or, or XRP um, being sued by the, the Security and Exchange Commission um, for what their token is being classified as. Is it a security or is it a currency? So the this difference between what is a cryptocurrency and what is it um, carries a lot of different uh, implications. That's very interesting. Okay, that's something for me to maybe dive, dive into on Google a little bit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Grab your glass of wine and look in the regulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, so with all those like complexities, right? Um, I think that's probably a lot deeper than most people even realize, like the things that go into it. I know for me myself, I heard about Bitcoin and Ethereum, and then you know, you heard of Doge and all that, and then I just like hopped on Robin Hood and really just kind of bought some without knowing anything about it, um, which I think is probably not the best way to go about it, but I think that's what most people do. So is there, certain, <laughs> like, you know, is there certain things that people should uh, research or look up or, you know, understand about the coins before investing in them? Well, that's uh, uh, probably the first acronym that you should learn when you're in the crypto space is D-Y-O-R, do your own research. And you, you hear the term a lot because it's a way to help mitigate risk and allow you to be comfortable in your investment um, when you're managing your money. Because you asked earlier about, you know, some people, they'll put in money and it'll go down and they rush to take it out and it goes back up and they rush to put it back in. You know, that comes along with, number one, having emotion in your investment, which you should never do. Um, but it also comes with not doing your research, not knowing the market condition, not knowing, you know, just the current state of the project. Is this just a, a normal part of the crypto cycle, which, you know, goes up and down on its way up um, historically? So um, it's just all about that perspective to help you have uh, better decision making. You know, how strong is the project? Um, you can go to the website. You can look through it. You can go to your document section or their white paper and actually see what is the purpose. Does this have a real utility? Um, because if it has a utility, it has a purpose. That means people use it and that, that in turn gives it value. And you want to invest in something that will generate value or at least is seen in the light of others as being valuable, such as uh, Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Okay. You mentioned projects. So basically all of the, aside from like the technology aspect, all of these coins are based on projects. But I know also that we have like, I think, I don't know if this term is correct, like social coins, like the the Doge the, and Shimu, I think it's called. I don't know, I'm probably butchering that. <laughs> but like, you know, I know there's some that's just like Elon Musk mentions it and people run to buy it. So it is those that's kind of like the difference there. But do you think it's, would it be safe to say that it's better to kind of invest in coins that are backed by projects that you've researched well, and understand the value in? Well, I'll say number one, it's always important for you to first define your investment strategy. You know, what is your aim? Is your aim to buy something and to hold on it for years? Are you capitalizing on the momentum? Um, like when Dogecoin uh, blew up last year and you're just looking to make a, a quick flip. It's a lot of different factors that could go into determining if something's a good investment for you. So me personally, I consider the those coins and ships as good ways to make money, but maybe not good, you know, multi-year investments. But I mean, if you look at the price of Dogecoin, uh, that would make me incorrect <laughs> because it came out in maybe 2013 and it's been worth pennies for a long time. And now it's, it's really going up. It's really going up just because the, the world has given it value somehow, some way, whether it's Elon Musk, um, but people decide to buy it. And that's what truly makes something valuable is the value that people 
you know, that they put on it. But um, you do have what, what can consider, be considered safer investment. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you look at the price fluctuations of a Dogecoin versus a Bitcoin, you know, if Bitcoin goes down 5%, Dogecoin may go down 20%. You know, that may be outside of some people's risk tolerance. You know, they just can't stand to see their money going down, you know, 30% and it may come back up. It, you know, they feel like it may not. So, um, you know, you can look towards your Bitcoins and your Ethereums, Lana, your AVAXs, uh, a lot of those top tier, top 25 uh, projects that have a lot of, a lot of holders, a lot of big investment behind them. And another thing you can look at is the TVL. That's another acronym for you. Are you familiar with TVL? No. So TVL is total value locked. So let's say you and I both um, buy a Dogecoin, right? Mm -hmm. And I decide to stake it. Are you familiar with staking? No, <laughs> let's just for the sake of the conversation, think this is the first like conversation about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess, um, you know, total value lot could be, you know, simple, but it could be, um, it could be advanced. But I would just say in the most simple terms is these are the people who lock your funds for incentive, just like you decide to put your money into a IRA and you can't take it out for, um, what is it, five years or something? Okay. Um, it's similar to that. And if you see a big percentage of people that own the coin decide to lock it, that, that will give you value or insecurity in that investment because you know that it's locked and it can't be sold. So it, it can only, it, it gives it well, what's called a floor in, in a sense. It gives it a, it props up the value of it because that makes it a safer investment when the funds are locked and, and that shows trust in the project. Um, mm -hmm. And investor sentiments is big whether it's uh, crypto or it's um, the stock market. Um, so you can also look at the different crypto projects. I know you mentioned that earlier. It's basically startup IT companies in, in a sense, um, or even beyond a startup company, because a lot of these you know, projects are worth more than the majority of IT companies. Okay. Um, so you made a good point of like the staking, which I think is like that total value locked thing, um, piece. So it, you know how like in regular stocks, you have you know, your stocks and your bonds and like you want to have a nice balanced portfolio. And if you're a little more conservative, you might do like 80 stocks, 20% bonds for that security. Do you have any recommendations or thoughts around um, percentages in or is there a way, I guess, to balance your risk tolerance with your crypto investments? Does so it, yeah, it makes sense. So within crypto itself, um, different coins, as we mentioned earlier, have greater volatility than others. Uh, so they can be considered more risky investments. Uh, so you want to look at your portfolio and allocate um, you know, your, your funds and your capital, um, you know, based on your risk tolerance. So you may decide to say, hey, um, I, I want to have 30% of my $1,000 that I have to invest in Bitcoin. You know, it may only go up, you know, 10% right now, or it could double if the bull run comes back. Uh, I'm fine with that, but I know it, it won't go down, you know, 30% when I wake up. It just will not happen. Um, and I also want to maybe give an additional 30% in Ethereum um, because they have a lot of room to grow. It's the second biggest um, 
token project. It it's it has a lot of utility because it powers the entire ecosystem. So I want to put 30% in that. And then with the re the remainder, uh, I may decide to have something that's a little more risky, but it has a higher likelihood of, of bringing me uh, more profit. So overall, it can pull up a portfolio with um, making double 50% or 2x in the next six months to, to a year or two. Um, so definitely, you know, allocating funds based on risk into uh, specific percentages is, is something you should really you should really look at because you don't want to maybe throw all your money in Dogecoin and it goes down thirty percent overnight. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. <laughs> that's super scary. So there's another thing that's been happening that's super popular that we're all hearing about, and that's like Meta, the metaverse, right? And like I have been trying to figure out what that even means. It seems like it's like a game, but I don't really know. But I'm curious about <laughs> what is the connection between like cryptocurrencies and the metaverse? And should we be investing in that? <laughs> so the metaverse is basically all of those movies that you used to see when you were a kid where you plug in and you, you have your whole online personality and and it's just um, people from all around the world you know just on, on just their virtual self and they're able to do anything they're able to explore the world they're able to talk to people there's businesses within there you know the metaverse is basically an additional layer on top of the internet because on the internet social media uh you know your facebooks your instagrams your message boards there are ways to communicate and over the life of the internet, the, the ways that you could communicate and the things that you can do using that technology has grown. So this is a, another layer on top of that mixed in with the blockchain because um, the, let's just say the crypto space is the pioneer in the metaverse. So that's what makes it really relevant to crypto. It's what's, what's really financially backing a lot of the growth it's what what is kind of the new hot thing um, for companies that that they can look to take their social media platform to the next level because it's it's the next place where people are going to be online you know you're not going to be on instagram in 10 years on your phone you may do it through your contacts or your glasses on your face or through your your watch or you know however the, sense, the new sensory technology connects you in. Um, you know, now you may see those big clunky things where you put them on your eyes and you got the, the little handles with the gloves and, yeah. and, you, and you're doing Tabo in the metaverse, you know? Mm. And I think, that's, I think that's really cool because right now you may work out virtually with a trainer looking at a screen, but imagine if you can, you know, throw on some lightweight goggles and then you can actually work in a virtual studio, but you're still doing it remotely. It takes it to the next level. Um, it also, you know, gives a lot of flexibility for some people. You know, some people, you know, they don't like going to the gym because of other people there. You know, they, they don't want to be perceived a certain way. They don't want to be body shamed. And, you know, with the metaverse, you know, you, you come as who you are, but you are how you present yourself, you know, maybe in a character or, you know, it could be in any type of way. So I just think it's a, a way 
for people to express themselves in a world that's becoming heavily populated and that technology is really taking off. So um, and I just see it doing a lot. Okay. Now that's actually a really cool way, cool way of explaining it. And it like, I know when I looked at it very briefly, <laughs> like um, I saw, you know, uh, like mana and sand were some of like what I think is like the main currencies. Um, but I also heard you mention blockchain, which I know is like the security underlying, I guess, for coins. So <laughs> It sounds like maybe like some additional research there might be helpful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just one more thing to clarify. So the, the blockchain is what allows cryptocurrencies to exist. So the blockchain is the technology. And you can have the blockchain without having tokens. Um, the blockchain is just a way of recording data. And it's immutable, which means it can't be changed after. It's always on the chain. And it's a, uh, a way of keeping records that can't be altered. So that's what's secure about it. And a lot of technologies are able to be built on top of that with the trust that the data is secure. Um, it just changes the game for a lot of applications. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, sure. So to like pivot us back to the focus on like cryptocurrency in itself. Um, earlier I mentioned like when I wanted to purchase some, I went on Robinhood, which I know is, you know, popular. And I have a few on Coinbase as well. For newbies, um, where do you recommend folks go to purchase their coins? And before you answer, I will say, I know like, on well, from what I've heard with Coinbase and Robinhood, you don't really own your coins. <laughs> and so like in regards to like a wallet, like on Robinhood, I don't think there's like a wallet. I can't like send you some of my Ethereum. I would have to like cash it out. So can you kind of explain some of that and like what where you think we should be looking as just like newbies? So um, let's see. So I know you mentioned Robinhood first off. So yeah, I believe they just came out with an update or it's on the way where you can now um, have custodial access over your tokens because that's how it was before, like you mentioned. If you bought Bitcoin on there, the only way you could take it off the platform was to cash it out, which is a taxable event. And it means you really don't own your tokens. Um, something that's really popularly known in the crypto space they say, not your keys, not your tokens. If you don't have the private key, you know, you, it's really not yours. Um, but uh, so Coinbase, not, uh, I, I really like Coinbase in the sense of it's really good for newbies. Um, they have a lot of uh, instructional videos that give people free crypto for doing it. I uh, did that. <laughs> nice. Congrats. Um, see, you, you already added to your portfolio and you're learning along the way. But uh, and um, but you do have access to your keys on Coinbase. You are able to to uh, send it to other addresses, whether it's um, a Crypto.com account or somewhere else. Um, I think Crypto.com is, is cool as well. Um, you can get access to some uh, token projects that may not be on Coinbase yet, so you can get in earlier, um, which is really nice. But they also have like the um, the rewards card. Um, which is which is really nice. So let's say you want to put some of your cryptocurrency onto a Visa card uh, and spend it. You can do that through uh, Crypto.com's reward system. And they're not the only one. 
but they're one of my favorites because you get a lot of perks with the card. Uh, so yeah, it, I think they just got the Staples Center. So now it's crypto.com arena. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So to do that though, I think, right. And you can clarify this. You have to stake, right? Because I, I had looked into it and then there's like all these different kinds of cards. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just get the best one. But then I realized like that means that I have to, you know, put a lot more or stake, I guess, a lot more money. So can you kind of explain that? So with um, a lot of the rewards cards, yes, there is an initial maybe requirement to stake, which is, uh, I would say it's perfectly normal. Uh, with a lot of different, you know, financial products, you are required to make some type of commitment um, in order to have access to the services. But the great thing about staking within crypto is you get really awesome uh, rates for APY for, uh, for your tokens being staked. Not only do you get access to the card, but when I signed up for my CRO card, um, I locked in my rate, which I think is still 15%. Um, and that compounds uh, weekly. I get my CRO tokens off my initial balance. So that goes into more of what I was saying earlier about identifying um, your investment strategy, You know how long you want to hold um, your investment for, just like if it's Apple or you know GameStop or any other investment, it's important to know when you when you want to get out. What is your target, or are you just holding it until until it just goes to a million dollars or goes to zero? <laughs> right, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> exactly, but uh, so yeah, that's up to you to 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 really know. Hey, do I like this this project enough? to leave my money here, have trust in it, that if I stake it, it's gonna maintain its value or go up um, and, and, and being okay with that. And I'm really happy with doing it because when I did my CRO, I think it's going up um, you know, a few X's since I locked in my stake. And that came up with doing the research and seeing the potential in the project. So it's good to see that it's moving in the right direction. Yeah, that's really positive. Thank you for explaining that. You know, I think next steps is like really just digging into research. So can you um, give some recommendations for some area resources that people can go to to learn more if they want to skill up on crypto and maybe hope to be as advanced as you one day? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I would say uh, YouTube is, is a great place to, to get your start in crypto. Um, because number one, a lot of the traditional platforms, you know, chose not to adopt crypto for so long that they're behind the game um, in a sense. Um, but YouTube is very good at, at, at um, it has a lot of just one-on-one -on -one videos um, where you can watch a lot of different teaching styles uh, where people will convey the information and to give you the, the whole history of crypto, which will help give a better understanding. Um, you can, look on YouTube to actually see what the blockchain is to help you understand the technology a little more so that when you're reading about these projects on their websites, um, you actually can follow it a bit. Um, a few big other resources um, are coinmarketcap.com. Um, that is the biggest, um, let's say, directory um, for crypto projects. So you can go there and it shows you um, broken down maybe the top um, and you can filter them. So the top five, top 25, top 100 projects by market cap. And you can track those. You can 
use it to see potential new investments um, on once you click on, let's say the profiles for the coin, it'll give you a description, it'll, it'll have links to different articles where you can do additional research. Um, so speaking of articles, Cointelegraph is really good for articles. Um, they do a lot of press releases on there uh, for projects. Uh, so it's really good. So I think with CoinMarketCap, CoinTelegraph, um, uh, YouTube research, and you can also go to CoinGecko.com. That's similar to a um, CoinMarketCap, uh, which are those directories for projects. Um, so it's really good to get familiar with those. So if I ever tell you about a token, I would say, uh, you would say, what's the, what's the symbol? Uh, ETH for Ethereum or BTC for Bitcoin. You say, okay, I, I'm going to go look it up on CoinMarketCap. I'm going to go do some research. Okay. It'll have the website. It'll have a link to um, the Medium page. So are you familiar with Medium? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So Medium is a platform uh, more traditionally used by uh, the writing community. Uh, but with, with crypto and in the uh, blockchain space, there's a lot of information that needs to be conveyed since a lot of it is being created as we, as we go through the process. So Medium is the chosen platform uh, for project teams to, to create documentation, articles to explain a project, project updates, um, any and all things. So Medium's are really great. So if you go to CoinMarketCap, you can see the link to the website, the link to the Medium, if they have the Medium, uh, a link to their social medias. Twitter is really great for crypto. Uh, I, ha I only use Twitter for crypto. <laughs> Okay. But um, that's the, the chosen platform for crypto. So you can really um, have a Twitter profile that follows some of the main projects, some of the sites that I mentioned, which will help keep you re relevant in the space. Because in crypto, you know, they say a day is a week. Right. <laughs> it moves so fast. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay. So quick question then, because we've mentioned a lot about projects and now you've given us some resources on where we can learn more about them. When you're looking at a project, um, what are some key indicators that, okay, you know what, this is probably really solid. Yeah, I wanna go ahead and get some of it. Well, I mean, aside from maybe they have a mission, like, I don't know if you're into like sustainability and it's like based on that, you're like, oh, I resonate with this, but that doesn't mean it's gonna be like a solid project and the coin's gonna be worth anything. So like, what are some indicators that we can look at for the projects to determine if it's worth leaning into or not? First thing you always want to do is, you know, you want, you want to go to the website. You want to look at the quality of it. You want to read the project uh, description. You will hope to see that it has some type of utility, um, some type of purpose that it uh, plans to do or that is doing that's generating value um, or that's generating actual use case for their, their token project. Additionally, you really want to go down and, and read on the team, look at the backgrounds, uh, it uh, tell you about the quality of the people that are working on it. Um, so the team, the the website is really big. You want to look into the the white paper, which I mentioned earlier, which should really give you a an overview on what their purpose is, uh, what is the mission behind the project, what the, what are, what are the goals. Within that should be a roadmap. You always want to look at the roadmap because the roadmap is the plan, <laughs> right. and It'll tell you what's what's coming ahead and what was already accomplished. So if you go to a project and you can look at, you know, the roadmap for the past, you know, few quarters, 
um, and they made targets, they met all their deadlines, they checked all their boxes, that inspires confidence for future milestones within the roadmap. So that that can lead to you believing that this can be a, a solid investment because they do what they say they deliver. So uh, yeah, I, I think I wanna put some money in, into this one. So th those are some, some really key things um, that comes to evaluating the project and seeing how legitimate it is. You know, you okay. wanna check a bunch of different sources and, you know, try to poke holes in it if you can. You know, I always try to poke holes in it, um, look at the competition, uh, but you definitely, especially if you're a beginner, stick to the big boys, you know, stick to your Bitcoins, Ethereums, your Binance coin, BNB is really nice. You know, you may hear about Solana, uh, AVAX, um, ADA, which is Cardano, XRP, Ripple. Um, yeah, yeah, you got a lot of them that you can that you can look into that are fun. And they're all doing, um, some are doing the same thing in different ways, but that's okay. It's just like you can have FedEx, uh, UPS, and the Postal Service all bring something delivered to your house. Right. Wow, this is like really, really helpful. A lot of really good information. Um, I know where I'll be starting, which is that research phase. So um, <laughs> before we wrap up, just is there any final nuggets of advice that you, that you think are really important for newbies to that you haven't already kind of walked us through? Um, just a few things. I would, number one, first and foremost, you know, give it a look. If you don't understand it, that's okay. There's a, it changes so much that you may have understood it yesterday and you don't understand it today. Um, that's fine. But it's, it's, it's very new. It's like when computers came out in the 70s, you know, you have those people that grandma passed along IBM shares to them and, and it's worth a lot of money. So for crypto, I think you really want to give it just the time of day to just look at it and give it a second and third thought to see if it's for you. If you find something you like, you know, throw a little something at it and, and leave it alone and see what it does, um, because it's something that's a great opportunity. Um, number two, I would definitely encourage um, everybody to you know, just uh, do a little bit of education when it comes to uh, financial literacy with investments. Uh, I know TD Ameritrade has really good educational classes when it comes to just um, investment strategies, just the fundamentals when it comes to um, looking at, let's say, um, the line or the chart. And you see the green candles and the red candles and actually knowing what they are and knowing what a, a close is, what a green close is or a red close is and being able to you know know what a trend line is that, that and that lets you know if the market is trending up if your project is has upward momentum and the price is increasing or if it's in a downtrend and that to help you make better decisions when it comes to managing your investment um, and those investment those investment um, skills that you learn through those courses are applicable to not just crypto but to the stock market to um, the, the foreign exchange market, Forex, as some people know it, uh, commodities or, you know, just anything in life. Um, I look at my life sometimes and it's like the line and, you know, green candles, green candles, and then, ah, red moment, ah, oh my gosh, back down. So it's it's really cool. That That's awesome. And actually that's like really great advice. I think like that's kind of what this whole, where my, my goal is with this podcast, right? Is just to spread some financial literacy and give people things to think about because it's not often that we, specifically we as minorities, right? Get a lot of that advice. So um, I really appreciate you taking time to kind of talk 
to me and answer all my silly questions <laughs> for me and my audience. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it was fun. We'll have to do it again. Like you said, it's just so much to know and just it's hard to just put it into such a short amount of time. I could talk yeah. your head off for days and still be a lot. <laughs> for sure. So after I skill up a little bit, maybe we'll have like that advanced session. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we could talk about mine and the NFTs and all that. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Well, thank you again, Tony. I really appreciate it. All right. I appreciate you having me. You take care. All right. Bye.